Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When I was 17, it was a very good year. It was a very good year for small town girls and soft summer nights. Right. Oh, no biggie. Why We'd hide from the light on the village green hmm. when I was seventeen. That's nice. Do you know that song? No. When I was 17, I didn't do any of that shit. Well, that's interestingly, Tim. That's why I wanted to talk to you about this song. Right. When I was 21. Mm-hmm. This is a Frank Sinatra song. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it goes through the ages. Oh, okay. Up to. Oh, this is good. Up to when he gets old. Okay. It was. To, well, when does he cover the like the mafia getting blown under the table? Yeah, in I invested in Las Vegas, and then, I had to get yeah. dirty politicians and mafia types to coerce together, and I married Mia Farrow right. when she was twelve, when I was fifty-six. Is that is that when the song restarts again? When I married a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> When I was 21, it was a very good year. It was a very good year for city girls who lived up the stairs with all that perfumed hair. Mm -hmm. And it came undone Uh, when I was 21. He's a bit arrogant. Right. So what is it? When he's 17, it was a very good year for small town girls and soft summer nights. We'd hide from the lights on the village green. Mm. It's still saying, I banged them. Right, yeah. Isn't it? He could end each verse with, I banged them. (laughs) And I banged them there. When I was 21, it was a very good year <laughs> for city girls who lived up the stairs with all that perfumed hair. Right. Who perfumes their hair? I know, maybe in the, what was the 50s? Dumb rhyme. Maybe they just did that. Maybe they did perfume their hair. No one sprays thing. perfume in their hair. Well, you know, I don't know, you, you're talking and to the wrong And it doesn't matter, because it came undone mm-hmm. when I was 21. Okay, moving on. Firstly, no one's life is that great when they're 17 or 21. Frank. no. no. Not even you, Frank, because he wasn't Frank Sinatra when he was 17, was he? Mm. He was just a kid in Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah. Well, I think that's where he's from. Banging everything that It moves. sounds like he'd be from Hoboken, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sinatra from Hoboken, New Jersey. I just Jersey. went with it. I just went with it. I just, I just kind of assumed you knew. I might. Maybe th- maybe it sunk in. Right. I mean, we could look it up, but I don't know if I care enough. Yeah, yeah. All your facts are absorbed through osmosis. You don't read books. What was I doing when I was... 21, it was a very shit year I moved to London and lived in Woolwich My car got broken into twice I got mugged twice as well And I got called gay a lot Because of my stupid haircut You bang anyone though? Well I had intercourse yeah. Great, well, great well, just, well you go down and then end on a high okay. uh, But I still bang someone <laughs> When I was This is Sinatra's verse Right. When I was 35 it was a very good year. It was a very good year for blue-blooded girls of independent means. Oh, oh Frank. Oh, old money. 
That's what he's talking about <laughs> there. Old, old, old man. Right, look, we'd ride in limousines. Mm, yep. Their chauffeurs mm. would drive. You're completely right. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. When I was 34. Right, so he's, he's, um, he's banging uh, ingenue, kind of rich, yeah. old money. Yeah. Right. When he was 35. God, he gets around. You're 35. Yeah, I am. What are you doing? I know. When you were... When I was 35. I could not afford a house. I saved all my pennies and did jobs that humiliated me. I still want to bang, but no one will bang me. See? Yeah, it kind of works. I mean, it's accurate. I'm not sure if I'll sell any records. And then the last verse, it gets a bit sad. Oh, okay, right. But now the days are short. I'm in the autumn of my years. That's right. a nice line, isn't it? Because no one wants to say they're in the winter, do they? I'm in the cold, dank winter of my year. It's yeah. fucked. The, autumn, heat, the heating yeah. won't turn on. Autumn suggests you, There's might, no just, you, might, you might have a day. Autumn suggests like salt and pepper hair. Right. You know, when, a ma- when, a, when you get to like 50. People look good when they're 50, don't they? Well, some of them do. Well, yeah, some of them look terrible. But some of them look terrible when they're 20. You know. Um, and now I think of my life as vintage wine from fine old kegs. Yeah. I, mean, I got in between her legs. That's not the lyric. Um, from the brim to the dregs. Oh, it's so sweet and clear. Hmm. It was... A very good year. Is this a song? Is this is how it, the song goes? This is a Frank Sinatra song. Right. Do you not know this song? No, I, I'm, I'm glad I don't, because it's fucking depressing. How do you not know? It's beautiful. All right. All he's saying is, I banged a woman, verse one. Mm-hmm. I banged a woman, verse two. I banged a woman, verse three. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to die. And now it's not going to work, yeah. Yeah, I'm too old to bang. Yeah. Now yeah. life is going to bang me. <laughs> when I was 70... <laughs> So there you go. Cheers. Um, Thank you, Frank Sinatra, for the most unrealistic portrayal of life ever yeah. in a song. Yeah, yeah. You idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anyway, sorry. Welcome to the show. Oh yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Cyberboy Podcast for Wednesday, the twenty fourth of August, in the year two thousand and sixteen. How are you? The Olympics finished. Yeah, they have, haven't they? Yeah. All other news. Doesn't happen while the Olympics are on. Have you noticed? Yeah. If you flick on the news, it's like the top story. Yeah. It's not not the bombings. If you're going to invade a country, do it during. the If Olympics. you're going to do something bad, do it yeah. do it during the Olympics because it will just go like un- completely unnoticed. Yeah. I I watched none of it. This I said this. The Olympics I watched was guy breaks his leg. Yeah. Guy dislocates his leg. Yeah. People do belly flops. Yeah. I I watched like none of it. No. Did you see the Taekwondo guy? No. There was a, a guy who, a Brit, British guy, who got a silver in Taekwondo. And he was one second away from goal and he got kicked in the face. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. That is funny. It, that is funny. Anyway, so this poor guy, bless him, right? Bless him. He's on the news. On the cusp. He's on the news and he's like... Right. Uh, Crying, he's in tears. Yeah, 
and the and the reporters like got a mic in his face, which is kind of insensitive. Yeah, yeah. But he still won a silver. Yeah, that's all right. It's pretty good yeah, for yeah. a sport that no one gives a shit about. Yeah, what is taekwondo? It's not even. But you never tell a guy taekwondo is su- <laughs> it's just shit karate. Yeah, but you never tell a guy who's who can do taekwondo that, would you? What he's gonna throw me over his shoulder? Yeah, yeah. No, because the first rule of taekwondo is don't do it unless you're being unless it's the last resort. The first first rule of taekwondo is not Fight Club. No, (laughs) the first rule of taekwondo is what? No, the first rule of any martial art is you should only resolve to it as a last resort. You should only, mate. I got a fucking yellow belt in uh, taekwondo. You got a yellow belt, yellow tag, right? Which is not even a yellow belt. It's like half yellow, yellow... semi-skimmed yellow belt. What is a yellow tag? Is that the first thing you can get? It's like a white belt with a yellow line through it, which is like you've nearly got. It's basically so the people that make the costumes can get some money, right? So they make more belts, right? So really, okay. And the first rule, and I did judo. (laughs) The first. Oh no, judo's wait, wait, judo's throwing people. Oh my god, judo's only throwing. Judo's throwing people. Taekwondo's kicking people. Right, and then you combine them and you I, get I'm, karate. I'm not entirely sure that's the description. That's like, what it is. Someone who knew what they're talking about would say. That's what but, it meant. I did it. I did taekwondo. Right, you I did. You did it. Step. You did it all. Look, no, this is the first step. natural. Right. Okay. How old were you? Twenty-one. You're, no, no, you no you about eleven. Kind of, like, do a wide stance, and and then what? Why did you quit? What? Why did I quit? Because I wanted to go skateboarding and get stoned. Right. So how long do you do it for? A year. You did it for a year. Yeah. Right. And I did Highland dancing. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, I never told you this. No. Yeah, I did Highland dancing. Why? When I was 10 years old. Because my I, my dad was basically... Was your dad just trying to get you out of the house so you could have sex with your mum? Or cheat on my mum. Or yeah. cheat on <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the second one. So how did he broach it? How did he broach it? It was like, Josh, Listen, Josh, are you... I really you want to have sex with other women. Can you get out of the house it Monday like, evenings from Josh, three till seven? Josh, there's this crack. He's like driving along, and you're like, I, so basically, there's this cracking thing called Highland Dancing. After give school, it a go? there was these. You could do activities after school, and you paid like seven quid a week. Yeah, yeah. and you could do an activity one day a week after school. Did right. you have those? Yeah, yeah, right. And um, at my school, all the good stuff got taken because I, I just <laughs> didn't. You know, you had to go down and like sign up for it. And I just couldn't be bothered. And then at the end of lunch break, one of the teachers was like, "You got to yeah. do something." And I just and it was like it was mo- it was model airplanes, yeah, right. Which yeah, yeah, in yeah. retrospect, I would have quite enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. And Highland dancing, right? And you went. And I just okay. didn't sign up for any of them, right? And I went home and I explained it to my dad, and my dad just went, "If you do it for the whole term, I'll give you a tenner." Wow. Right. Wow. Which is an insane amount of money when you're ten years old. Yeah. Yeah. You know. In old people money, that's about ten million pounds. So he bribed you. He basically bribed me. He went, "I'll give stick. you ten quid if you go and do it." And I walked in, and I was like, "Yeah." And I didn't realize my dad was sort of fucking with me, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I went in, and it was just fifteen girls, right? And they were all like quite popular girls, right? As well, right? right. Which was interesting. Maybe they were skiving off as well, and mm. they had to sign up for something at the end of lunch break. Or maybe they're just their peer groups. Just all got together and went, yeah, let's do this and hang out. And you just turned up. And I got to be honest with you, it was really enjoyable. I learned a lot about women. Right. Because they, they couldn't really be mean to me. They couldn't really bully me because I was the only guy there. Yeah, they kind of took you under their collective and, I, and they needed a guy to do the dancing. Right. You know, to be lord of the dance. But Highland Dancing, what does that involve? It's the one where your arms go f- straight. Well, like River Dance. Like Michael Flatley. Like River Dance. Yeah. I did that for a term. You did, <laughs> you did a river dance for a term. Yeah. Rather, why did you not, instantly, why didn't you choose model building? 
I didn't want to do model airplanes because I just, you know, didn't want to, you know, stick things together, which is ironic now because I love airplanes. Right. But, um, uh, sorry, how do we get from the Olympics? Didn't you, Olympics um, is over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Usain Bolt is in the paper today because he banged some girl. You yeah, see it? Yeah, yeah. Was it a Brazilian student? If you're listening to this, I mean, you probably will already know about it, but like, yeah. go on, just search Usain Bolt WhatsApp. She was WhatsApping simultaneously. She was like WhatsApping her mates going, As oh my she... God, I'm having sex with Usain Bolt. Yeah. yeah. But you know, he won, how many goals did he win this time? It's, uh, he won three goals each Olympics. So three Olympics in a row, three goals. So oh, so he only won one goal this time. He won three goals this Olympics. But each Olympics, he for, for the relay for 200 and 500, he's won three Olympics in a row, three goals. Why is he so fast? Because he takes, he's got a great doping program probably. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. probably, you know, oh, suddenly all the Jamaican sprinters are quick. Ooh, ooh. ooh you think they're all on track? Oh, oh, isn't you... it amazing how just being Jamaican makes you quick? Are you taking that away from him? Are you, are you actually going on record here saying no, I'm you saying, don't think he's fast? No, I'm saying the more and more I think about it, the more convinced I am that everyone has a doping I think program. all the athletes are on drugs. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The more, they all have a doping program, and uh, but they're just, you know, better. I think his physicality has probably responded better to the doping program because he's so tall. Do you know what I mean? No, that makes absolutely no sense. His stride pattern's so big. He has to, he takes less strides over the 100, you see. Yeah, he is tall. How tall is he? He's like six foot four, something crazy. Okay. He's mental. Mental. Yeah. There was the guy who proposed as well. Have we talked about that? No, no. There was a guy who, after his wife won a gold medal, and she was on the podium, he proposed to her. Was, which yeah. is a bit like, just let her have a moment. Just let her, yeah, prick. don't steal her thunder. She won a gold medal. Don't make this about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just can we have the two things separate? Um, what else happens? It's fi- so it's finished. I didn't watch any oh, sport. Who? But why have some fencing? Fencing. Like you train four years to go and do fencing, and then what happens when you come back? I don't know. Can you be a pro- like? Uh, sorry, yeah, I didn't finish my story. My point was the ta- <laughs> the taekwondo guy. Yeah. Wins silver. He's crying on TV, mm. and he goes, "Oh my god." Uh, I was so close, but I got kicked in the, <laughs> the face in the last second, which meant the guy got more points. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He was kicked in the face at the last second, and it was, and I fell for the guy. But then he went, um, he went. I'm so sorry to everyone who stayed up to watch this. And I was like, well, did anyone? <laughs> That's one assumption you've made there. I mean, so. did did anyone? Have, have, has it, does anyone? If you're listening to the show and you stayed up to watch the taekwondo, yeah. it's like at three in the morning, four in the morning. Put your hand up now, yeah, wherever yeah. you are. Just wherever put your you hand up. Yeah, you know. And then and then the uh, the reporter went, well, you know, in many ways, you're still, you know, you're coming home a hero. I agree with that. He won a silver medal. That's an incredible feat. Yeah. But it was like it's not like it's going to be a major sport when he comes home. Yeah. No one's watching this. There's three sports: football. Yeah. Five side football. No, and football, cricket. <laughs> is cricket a main sport now? Rugby. It's Rugby, just football. Cricket, football. Football's the only one mm-hmm. that people care about, right? Yeah. And that's not even an Olympic sport. Mm, it is. <laughs> it is. So did Ronaldo play in the Olympics? No, it's weird. It's weird. It's like it's a thing that if you are bothered to show up, you just kind of do it. Brazil won this time. Five aside. No, no, no. It's not five aside. It's like eleven aside. So they do do football. They do do football, but no one really kind of shows up for it. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone has. Other commitments, but the guys, the taekwondo guys, you know, they show up. They put in a hard, a hard graph. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. It's an incredible feat. I just think, did, was anyone watching that? 
He certainly was the victim of incredible feet. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor uh, guy. Uh, what else happened this week? Um, I have been uh, reading a book. I read books sometimes because I like to mm-hmm. look clever on the yeah. tube. What book you've been reading? I don't really read them. I just I just hold the book up. That's a good yeah. When you get so, do, do it in a cafe, so people think that I'm clever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an accessory. It's and you're an actor. I am. So I wanted to ask you about this book sure. that I've been reading. Go on. It's an it's a book called An Actor Prepares. Right. By Stan. By Stan yeah. Islavsky. Stan Ivslavsky, yeah. Yeah. Stanislavsky, yeah. No, his name's Stan. Yeah. And these Islavsky is his surname. It says it there. <sighs> okay, yeah. So what is this book? You're um, an actor. Did right. you have to study this book? Well, yeah. I mean, you you can read it. Yeah, yeah. Most acting training, you know, Western acting training is heavily influenced by this guy. Yeah. And he was an actor. He was an actor, actually. What yeah. was he in? He was in loads. He was in the Bill. He was, in... <laughs> <laughs> he was an amateur actor, actually. He was an amateur actor. So why has he written Moscow. this book? Then what gives him the right? If he's not successful, why am I reading his book? Um, oh God, I don't remember. But he he started he started a, a theatre company, I think, in Moscow. And um, that's in Russia. Yeah, that's in Ru- Russia. Well, I learned that from this um, book. But he was the first person to kind of formally put down in writing a, a kind of a methodology for acting. So, like all the kind of exercises you do at drama school and stuff, um, kind of because the book is written from the perspective of an acting student. Is it? Yeah. So he's. I don't. Right. Know. Oh, I, so don't I don't. I don't think I've read it. I think it was a set. But text. you went to RADA. You're and a proper I did, actor. And I did drama with English. Yeah. Um, and you didn't read an acting book. What almost... were you doing when you were twenty-one? I was. You should have been studying this book. I was. But instead, you were trying to bang all the girls yeah, was... who were on your course. I was. You know. Now dr- they're all really successful. Yeah. Yeah. I was drinking. And you drinking. host the podcast. No, exactly. It's it's one of those things. It's particularly like, uh, you know, method actors. Like in the states, it's kind of the early like descendant of is it? It's kind so of so like thing. how to become your character. Well, it's the thing that started the method acting thing. Well, I mean, it wasn't actually method acting. Method acting was at Lee Strasberg was a was a student of Stanislavski's, I think. But he was uh, he was in America at the time. He set up the actors' studio, and it was far more uh, immersive and, and 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 kind of he, he took the the methodology to I've another stopped, level. I've stopped listening. But no, it's interesting. It's interesting. But you can't really learn to act by reading a book. That's what I'd say. Um, so I have an excerpt from the book here that oh, I wanted okay. to. It's the first time we've read from a book on yeah, the show. Actually, so it was. Yeah. It was yeah, bit, sure. It's a highbrow show yeah. now. Yeah. So let's dim the lights. Yeah. Let's close the curtains. Pull your duvet up to you. It's like a candle. Yeah. Put on a... Put on a yeah. Let's open up An Actor Prepares by Stan Islavsky. It's like a really boring Jack and Ori. Here we right. go. This is an excerpt from, from the first chapter of the book. Right. Where he's trying to get into the role of Othello, which oh. is a, sh- uh, a play by a man called William Shakespeare. Yeah, and Othello... And Othello William Shakespeare thought that he knew what it was like to be black. Yeah, Othello... So he wrote a play about yeah. a black guy. Yeah, a moor. Amour, yeah, amour yeah. which is French for love. Love, yeah. <laughs> that's what the song's about. Yeah. When the moon hits your eye, that's amour. And yeah. it's just a, a, a black man called Ray. Right. So this is uh, the guy trying to get into the role okay. of Othello. And you've never read this. No. So this is new to you. This evening, I intended to go to bed early because I was afraid to work on my role bit weird honest my eye fell on a cake of chocolate i melted it with some butter and obtained a brown mess 
It was easy to smear it on my face and make myself into a moor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's covered his face with chocolate cake and now he's black. Yeah. Check. As I sat in front of my mirror, I admired at length the flash of my teeth. Right. I learned how to show them off and how to turn my eyes until the white showed. In order to make the most of my makeup, I had to put on my costume. And once I was dressed, I wanted to act. But I didn't invent anything new. I merely repeated what I'd done yesterday, and now it seemed to have lost its point. However, I think I gained some insight into my idea of how Othello would look. <laughs> so he just put cake on his face. And he went, well... This is, this is like the Bible for actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just smear some fucking pudding on your face. Put some cake on just his black face. black up. Black up. I went we need home. A black, we need a black bond. Do you think Idris Elba? Well, well. Well, you know. Have you thought about... Eddie Redmayne with cake on his face. <laughs> yeah. We keep Daniel Craig on, but yeah, we yeah. buy six chocolate eclairs. Yeah, yeah. Bosh him on his face. Mike Bing, bang, face. bosh. Bond's your brother. I, I like that. It's, I went I went back home and I was scared to work. Well, what are you Yeah, about? that's just being an actor. I was, I was scared to work. Fancy, I was a bit peckish, went to get some cake. <laughs> thought, do you know what? And I thought, you know what? I think I've solved this theory. Yeah. The best bit is, I did it. My my acting had no point to it still. <laughs> yeah, but it was still shit. I, I had cake on my face. But holy crap, I look so black. Yeah, I look black to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, as a white guy living in Russia, <laughs> I was nailing being black. <laughs> what? How did Will, How did Shakespeare like write? Like, it's a bit presumptuous of him to write like a role for a black guy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He just fucking lived on the river in London, didn't he? Yeah, but it wasn't like it meant to be an accurate portrayal. They were still of the burning them experience. on the crosses, weren't they? I don't think so. I think weirdly enough, um, burning them on the crosses. I think I've combined various different types Elizabeth, of uh, notions, human sacrifice yeah. there and confused them. Notions of Elizabeth as uh, Elizabeth. Notions of Elizabethan London, England, are, are kind of different from what they were. There was actually quite a few black people around London. Were there? Yeah, yeah. There was like, but there was like, well, no, I don't think so. Actually, like, I, I think it was a kind of a. It was more. I mean, it obviously, it wasn't as a multicultural as it is now. Yeah, it was. It was more mixed than than you'd think. Really? For, you know, when compared to notions of it, is it being pure white and everyone has a fucking tabard on, <laughs> dance dancing to the lute? But you know, no. who was Shakespeare's enemy? Who was that guy? Merlot. Merlot. <laughs> What's his Merlo. name? Merlot. What was his name? Do, you've seen Shakespeare in Love, and then you th- now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, now yeah. you think, yeah. Which, say what you want about Shakespeare, that is a well-written script. Yeah, it was written by Tom Stoppard. No, it was written by William Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was great. Well done, William. It's very prescient of him mm. to write a film script. Um, was he that Hundreds good? of years before Romeo the invention and of film. Two 14-year-olds trying to bang each other, and then, they, and then they all email about it, and they kill themselves. Yeah, yeah. A Midsummer Night's Dream, a fucking donkey, makes people fall in love. If, if Romeo... Why was he, was he that good? If Romeo... If, Romeo hadn't killed himself and Juliet woke up you know at the end and they just lived happily ever after how long do you think they would have gone out with each other <laughs> three weeks they would, have broke it. They, would, they would have dumped her on Skype yeah yeah they would have like they, they probably would have stuck it out for a few months yeah just to make a point just to make just a point it's like, do you know how you almost killed yourself yeah I know and you de- took that potion that paralysed you made you look like you were dead but you weren't and they'd have to probably like escape um, Verona like but and then so they'll be in like Mantua and they'll just be there in a flat and you know Romeo just annoyed yeah Romeo would just we keep getting, getting these TV license letters through the door Romeo yeah, yeah, you yeah, said yeah. you'd fucking paid it yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to go to court Romeo get a job my get dad's job, cut Romeo. me off I don't want to have to go to court because of the TV license yeah, Romeo yeah. yeah Romeo Romeo give me five minutes alone Romeo this is really losing its magic right now Romeo you know 
And then she's, you know, she'd probably move on. She would probably move on. Yeah. Do you know what? I think he was a bit of a whiny prick, right? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah. Sat on the beach. Again, I've only seen the Baz Luhrmann film. It loses, so. yeah. It loses the, the Radiohead's playing. Mm. And then his black friend comes up. And he's like, hey, Romeo, what's up? He's like, oh, I met this girl. and I don't know where she is. Do you want to go to a party and take some pills? Okay. And then yeah. Des- Desiree's playing. That's right. <laughs> well, that aged badly, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Desiree's playing in the in Romeo and Juliet. Desiree was it? Live! I, and also, if I... Just where Juliet is, right? If I was going to take a poison that would make everyone look like... Every, that would make everyone think that I died mm. so I could go out with my boyfriend peacefully. I'd probably let my fucking boyfriend know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? But no, but but, but, but Juliet doesn't take that potion. Yeah, she does. No, she doesn't. She drinks a potion. Does she? And it paralyzes her. It makes everyone think that she's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? A plague. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She just scrawled a note on her body or something. I always thought that was a bit dramatic at the end when he's like, a plague on both your houses. It's like, was, our kids have already de- died. That's not enough. Right. You know? But no, that's Mercutio. We're getting confused. That's Mercutio. He says that when he gets killed. No, no one's dead yet. No, that's the end of the film. No, that's Mercutio. The end of, no, the end of the play. Oh, the end God. of the play. No, no. It's the owner of the town. It's no, the mayor. No, no, He goes, a plague on both your houses. No, it doesn't. And he's talking to the parents. No, it's Mercutio when he dies. No, it's not. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. Oh, shit. When Mikusha dies, he says that. Are you sure? Yeah. Let's look this up. A plague on... Welcome to Shakespeare. Mikusha dies. He goes, a plague on both your houses. He dies. After his Queen Mab speech, where it's kind of like... Why does Mikusha say a plague on both... Yeah, okay, fine, you're right. <laughs> anyway. First... You know what, Shakespeare? Why is it three hours long? Every time, you, every time there's a play, it's like three hours. Just... You know, just make it 40 minutes. Everyone will enjoy it loads more. <laughs> yeah. What mm-hmm. were his other ones? Hamlet, what's that? A play within a play? Is that Macbeth? <laughs> no, no, Hamlet does have a play within a play. Yeah. Yeah. And then, which is Hubble, Bubble, Toil and Trouble? That's Macbeth. Barney Rubble, you know? That's Macbeth. Pubic Stubble. <laughs> yeah, pubic, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> is that yeah. how it goes? Yeah, that's absolutely, you nailed it. You yeah. know. Anyway. So that's Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare analysed on the Excitable Boy podcast. Indeed. Uh, anyway, shall we do the letters? Let us do those letters. Let's take a break uh, because we need to do adverts, mm-hmm. apparently. There might not be an advert here. Yeah. We don't know what's going on with mm-hmm. our money. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's, here's a potential product. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
right now. That's a good product. That was or it was silence. That was fantastic. We don't know. No. Uh, but um, anyway, every week you can write to the show EBP at uk. Any problem that you might be having, uh, anything that might be troubling you, a work problem like um, you like to take your shoes off at your desk in the office, in the office, and, but you can't, and, and you have smelly feet. Yeah, terrible. And and um, Sandra, mm-hmm. who works um, in the pod opposite cubicle. Yeah, she started um, being a bit passive aggressive about it. She mm. has she she has problems. With, she has a problem with conflict. You came into work this morning and there was a bottle of Febreze on your key- yeah, yeah. atop your keyboard. Yeah, and it just builds and builds and builds till eventually she just goes Defcon one and shits on your desk. <laughs> um, or a relationship problem like um, 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 Bob, your lover. Um, really wants to move it on to the to the next level, but you've only just met, um, and uh, he's getting a bit angry about it. Maybe a bit worried that it's just for rent purposes. Yeah, yeah. he's kind he of like, hey, let's move in together. Yeah. Why? Because I love you, and it will half our rent. And I don't have any shoes. Yeah. Or a sexual problem like um, you just you just love it in your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and it's taboo. That's taboo. First letter. X's sister continued. Ah. Dear EBP, I wrote in last week about dating my ex-girlfriend's sister. Mm. Uh, do we need to recap? I mean, he's kind of summed it up, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. He bumps into his ex-girlfriend's sister, and yeah. then they, Should they? they Should were going to go it? on a date. Yeah. And we said... Do it, do it. So, since last week, we went on a date together and ended up spending the night together. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last week, I told you that she added me on FB... This was before our date or anything else happened. Mm. Turns out her sister, my ex, saw that she added me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. He said he wrote FB again, but I'll say Facebook. People who use acronyms are massive DHs, yeah. so please yeah. just stop. My my ex took her sister. Oh my god, this is so confusing. My ex took her sister aside and told her that if she dates me, mm-hmm. she would never talk to her again. She right. told her this after we had slept together. Right. So the so the ex girlfriend sees that they've yeah. become friends on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And then says to the sister, "Don't date him. Please don't fuck. He's trouble." Oh, okay. I don't know. She didn't say you that. Know, or don't date him. Or just don't fuck him. You just, know. Uh... But she told her this after they'd slept together. Right. Okay. We could knock it on the head now and stop dating, but the truth is, is that we both like each other and having a great time. Yeah. We've paused things for the time being. I don't want to upset my ex or upset a family, but at the same time, I think I could have a relationship with this girl. Please help. <laughs> what you're trying to say is you don't give a shit about what your ex-girlfriend thinks and you want to keep sleeping with her sister. I kind of feel responsible. Mate, feel if you're going to host the podcast with great power... With great power. Comes great, great sexual responsibility. Great sexual responsibility. Mm. Um, well, you know... You're dealing with feelings here. Like, are you going to... Feelings. That's all... another Sinatra song. Nothing more than feelings. Just keep seeing her secretly. I think that's the way forward. Um, what do you think? Okay, so... You've broken up with her. You like the girl. I think... Maybe is there an element where it's really attractive and hot because it's wrong? Right. Has that maybe got something to do with it? Okay. What do you think? Even if it does, this doesn't solve the problem. No, no, I'm, I'm just trying to psychoanalyze the situation as someone who's never, who can't psychoanalyze people. No, I think he seems just perfectly fine. Like, she's nice. I like her. We had good sex. We want to keep doing it. She's put the kibosh on it. And know? he said that they were going out for like a year, right? Yeah. 
how long have they been broke up for? I don't know. That's a kind of a crucial. He hasn't mentioned that. He hasn't mentioned that. We haven't been furnished with these details. Yeah, that's an important part. Because if it's two weeks, you're a piece of shit. Right. If it's two years, nobody cares. All bets are off. Yeah. Just let the te- ask her to tell her sister. Just go sit your sister down and go, listen, I know I said this, but... Went out with Roger. I went out with Roger. We we slept together. I'm really sorry. And then let her be upset and let Roger. her come, come round to the idea of, uh, okay, well, I don't know, man. Like, she has to tell her sister in order to have any future. She can't keep a secret, can she? All right, Mr. Morals. That's well, true, but never, unless it were like, what if they could go out and it, it, it gets serious? Yeah, what if you bump into her in all bar one? Yeah. That's going to be awkward. Oh, actually, just see where it goes until it gets serious. If it gets serious, then tell her. If it doesn't get serious, then don't. In the meantime, enjoy the sex and just don't tell her. Boom. Done. Okay, two left. Dear EBP, I've recently moved away from home and moved into a place I share with three friends. I'm working as a waiter in a cocktail bar. <laughs> Isn't this just a Human League song? Right, yeah. I am working as a waiter in a cocktail bar. In between studies, it's a very upmarket members only type of place. I tend to get chatted up, up quite a lot by drunk women, and it's not really my sort of. I'm gonna stop singing, it's too yeah, complicated. Yeah. Uh, I tend to get chatted up quite a lot by drunk women, and it's not really my sort of thing. However, last week I was really hit. I, oh, sorry, I really hit it off with an older woman, she was really funny. At the end of the night, she gave me a number and told me to text her. She's in town next week on business and has suggested we have a dinner at mine. We all know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like something where I don't really need to read between the lines. Problem is, my house is a shithole and I live with three students. And it's frankly disgusting. Which is fine if you're a student, but I'm a little scared of bringing an older lady... But where's this letter? An older lady back to mine. Is this real? I don't know. I've already suggested we stay at her hotel, and she's replied saying, well, if we're having fun, I won't even need to book a hotel. Winky face. Should I suck it up? She's really cool and astute, but if I bring her back to my shitty house, she's never coming back. Basically, she doesn't want to pay for a hotel. (laughs) Isn't that what's going on? Maybe, yeah. She's like, oh, if I won't even need to book a hotel if we're having fun. That means she's coming to London, and she doesn't want to have to spring for a hotel. Well, then you're just going to have to spring for a hotel. No, just take a... Just have dinner with her in your house. Everyone's been 20 and lived in a shit house. Oh, right, great. So, come in. I'm so glad you made it. Was the trip okay? Yeah, sorry. Just, if you could just avoid, step over that. You step over Step over the, 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 the mountain of tissues covered in cum. Yeah, the mouse shit. Yeah, just... just oh, yeah, that's just a pizza box mm. with half So, for pizza. dinner, we're having baked beans as a starter, yeah. ravioli as a main, and then whatever's yeah. in my, on my housemate's shelf is pudding. Sorry, I'm trying to ventilate this out. I'm sorry about the smell of weed. <laughs> no. Do you want some? <laughs> you got, yeah. Do you got a spring for a hotel? Sorry about the smell. Do you want a... Do you want an eighth? <laughs> on me, on me, on me. My housemate grows it. You got to spring for a hotel. Yeah. What's that? Oh, that's Radiohead. You got to take walls. control. Take control. Say, listen, my place is a shit. I'll be honest and just say, I got a hotel. I live in a disgusting place because I want to. Here's what you do. You text her saying, look, really looking forward to seeing you. You should know my house is disgusting. I'm 21 years old, working as a co- waiter in a cocktail bar, not which isn't a human league song. That's the truth. Yeah. Right. And uh, I just want to further myself, which is why I'm studying, building, like digging myself into a massive hole of debt, whereby I will, I will be plugged into the g- 
government system of just paying back debt for the rest of my life with their big money cock up my ass. Right. As a result of that, I'm trying to keep my costs down at the minute. So my house isn't the nicest thing in the world. I'm sure your place is much nicer. However, you could pay for a hotel and you're choosing not to because you think we're going to have sex. But just so you know, when we have sex, the sex will be good. The mise-en-scene will be terrible. Yeah. The and then she'll text back going, wow, mise-en-scene, that's a big word. Yeah. Wow, wow, mise-en-scene, big word. Second, you've assumed sex. I never said that that was on the table. That's a bit forward. Thirdly, um, less preachy kind of governmental talk about the money cock. It's getting a tad conspiracy theorist. Maybe see you around. And it makes you a bit nerdy. And yeah, for perhaps I should just keep my vagina closed for business. <laughs> just be honest, man. You've got to be honest. You've got to take control and spring for a hotel. You can't afford or it. Or clean your fucking clean your fucking house. What would be cheaper, springing for a hotel or sending all your housemates out for the night? Yeah. Which is cheaper? Hotel, isn't it? Is it? Depends. Is it? You could just get an Airbnb, a nice Airbnb. Yeah. And pretend it's your house. Pretend it's your house, yeah. Oh, please do that. Do that. Go, go do a full, like, like teen movie Mrs. Doubtfire type thing where you pretend you've cooked a dinner mm. that's delivered. Yeah. Like, you know, get some dairy pans, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then pretend it's your house she'd be like oh, what are these pictures of these dogs oh they're all my dogs really where are they well they're all dead yeah you know mm-hmm. something like that there's mm-hmm. a picture of a family here you're not in it no yeah <laughs> no. Know, I wasn't there that day also they're all black yeah, yeah I'm adopted and just lie just, yeah, just keep, keep lying keep, keep lying um, yeah you know do that do that do it I think that's a smart move right yeah Airbnb try that and let us know how it goes yeah if you don't have enough money for an Airbnb um, we'll, the listeners and us will start a Kickstarter for you mm-hmm. so you can no, we won't yeah we will <laughs> yeah okay we'll do that yeah yeah so drop us a line let us know fine okay next letter last letter last letter dear EBP this one is called I hate my boyfriend's dog <laughs> okay dear EBP I hate my boyfriend's dog right <laughs> he got it off his grandparents they're too old to look after it now so he's taking it on for them. It's one of these little shit dogs that someone in Clueless or Legally Blonde would have. It yaps, it has big googly eyes, it leaves hair everywhere, it shits everywhere, it pisses everywhere, I hate it. It gets really excited when it sees my boyfriend, which means it gets a boner and pisses everywhere. <laughs> Is that normal? What, getting, do dogs do that? What, getting a boner and dogs pissing get everywhere. boners when they get excited? Well, no, dogs do piss when they're excited, yeah. Yeah, they do. Dogs are dogs, aren't they? They're pretty stupid. I'm not really a pet person. Really? I feel like it's starting to affect our relationship. When my boyfriend wants to hang out or come over, all I can think about is the fucking dog. And I've started making up excuses to not see him so I don't have to see the dog. What do I do? Right. Easy. Let me tell you a little story, right? I'm looking over my shoulders. Right. They can't see what you're doing, yeah. Did you ever read about Operation Mincemeat? You've told me about it. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Second World War espionage story mm-hmm. where in neutral territory in the Italian seas, a fisherman found the body of an English soldier dead and floating in the water. And in amongst his possessions was a letter detailing where the D-Day invasion would be. The letter over six months made its way up to the headquarters of Berlin. 
maybe it was six weeks might have been six days I'm not too sure but over a period of undisclosed time this letter made its way onto Hitler's desk in Berlin and he sent all the troops down to this beach in France where he knew the D-Day invasion was going to be and then the British invaded on a different fucking beach the soldier that they found in the water was a complete hoax was a fix it was a dead guy who'd eaten rat poison in a, in a shed outside King's Cross Station and the MI5 stole the body kept it frozen and invented a whole story about this soldier so that they could take it out to sea push it towards the shore knowing that someone would find it right one of the spies responsible for this one of the people that helped with this war effort I think was a dog was a dog the gold boners and pistol yeah right was a Russian woman who was a spy she was spying for the Germans mm-hmm. and the British took her on as a double agent mm-hmm. they moved her to England so that she could spy right from France to England they moved her and her only condition this is a true story her only condition was that they bring her dog over as well mm-hmm. and they went yeah fine we'll bring your fucking dog over just come over and spy so we can win the war so she goes down to customs and they're not allowed she's not allowed to take her dog so she refuses to go and the English say listen you need to put your dog in a kennel and you can't bring it over because of quarantine laws the laws are you can't bring a dog over so if we let the dog in the Germans will know that you're spying for us Mm -hmm. you genuinely look quite interested right now Mm -hmm. the Germans will know that you're spying for us so leave the dog in the kennel and we'll send someone to get it she goes to England a month goes by three months go by she's heartbroken she threatens to out herself she says I'm going to tell the Germans that I'm a double agent if you don't get my fucking dog over here and the British go alright fine chill out oh shit your dog's dead right right, right. dog got hit by a truck by accident mm-hmm. right well it was out for a run then when all the files dog was out for a run yeah just went out for a run yeah yeah with his dog, with, with his, his Fitbit yeah with his Fitbit yeah. right okay and uh, his, his, yeah. when all the when the official secrets act thing happened and they did, uh, all the secret things got uh, they weren't secret anymore all the mm-hmm. war files mm-hmm. in and amongst the files there was th- like a bunch of MI5 meetings mm-hmm. that they had that that everyone got together and sat down and went right we need to bring this dog over in a submarine we need to send a submarine over there pick up this dog so this woman stops complaining and mm-hmm. she keeps spying for us and the boss of the MI5 went are you fucking nuts like we're not going to bring a fucking we're not going to bring a dog over like mm-hmm. that's stupid we're going to send a submarine full of men waste loads of money to pick up a fucking dog mm-hmm. and he went oh that's a fair point what do we do and they went eh, kill the dog so as part of the second world war war effort the MI5 had meetings yeah about killing a dog right and they sent someone over to France to kill the dog to kill a fucking dog and make it look like an accident that was his mission so my point is yeah kill the dog great that's great you told that whole story but you, and really you could have just said kill 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 the dog but you know everyone's learned something about the about how how you know we did the espionaging didn't Jesus they? Christ that's a true story alright well kill the dog as part of the war effort we killed a fucking dog we secretly killed the dog we sent a, a veterinarian James Bond over to France to kill a dog and make it look like an accident well you had it here first kill a dog um, uh, what do you think I, I, that's my advice I think I go with that <laughs> <laughs> you look upset I thought you that was a good story it was a good story it, you know you could have cut it down a bit because the headline is kill the dog um, but you know you, you know you, you went 
around the houses quite a lot. It's a very interesting story. But you could have just said, you know what, just fucking get a quiet moment with the dog when, when he's not around. Just fucking put a yeah, pillow Or you could face. just tell your boyfriend that you hate the dog. Yeah. Either way, that's it for the show. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Um, yes. uh, I just have to say quickly that the Kenneth's new EP, Double N, is mm. out for pre-order now. It is. So, if, you know, I mean, who's still buying records? No one, but I'll say it. Please, you know, pre-order it on iTunes. Or you can get a limited edition white label vinyl mm-hmm. on uh, the Kenneth's.com. There's only yeah. 500 copies. And uh, this comes out on Wednesday. So we're playing in Holland tonight. Holland? In Eindhoven. Yeah. Eindhoven, yeah. yeah tonight mm-hmm. at Miltfest. And we're playing Reading Festival on Saturday. Lovely. So, so come down, hang out. And uh, and we and Andy Max playing us on Radio One. Yeah, and if you're in, yeah if you're Reading Festival, go and uh, go and check them out. What stage are you on? The Jaeger stage. The Jaeger stage. Two p.m. on the Saturday. Two p.m. Saturday Jaeger stage. Jaeger Reading. House. Jaeger House. Go see the Canis. You know, and then you can hear us on fucking Radio One now. Great. Mental. Mental. That's it. Join us next week for more nothing on the Excitable Boy Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. 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 When I was seventeen. It was a very good year It was a very good year For small town girls And soft summer nights We'd hide from the lights On the village green When I was seventeen is fucking depressing even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.